Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 20 of the Showbound podcast presented by Axel Watches. I'm your host, Michael Raskin, here again with Ethan Cardwell. And Cardsy, we got 20 episodes now. That's actually crazy. It just kind of jumped out at me, but 20 episodes, oh. who would have thought? I was just about to cut you off, but I didn't want it because it's rude and I, I have good manners. My parents taught me well, so... Oh, yeah. I was just about to cut you off though and say 20 episodes, man. Like that's a long time. That's five months. We've hit the five month milestone. That's actually crazy, man. That's crazy. One episode a week for the last five months. So damn, we always talk about getting the content out there, but that kind of just puts it in perspective, man. Like it, it doesn't feel like that long. Like Fetz's interview feels like it was just a few days ago. I know it really does. And, and you mentioned content. I'll, just a teaser for the, the listeners. We're going to get some summer content going, I think, like some other videos, and we'll do more live streams and stuff and things that we're doing. We're looking at some golf stuff, and yeah, content will be coming more than just a podcast. So, yeah, um, we're going to try to make it like, I guess, viewer friendly, like just kind of get more involved with our viewers, just like kind of create better, like more of a relationship, you know, rather than just hearing our voices, you kind of get to see other aspects of our life and just kind of get to know us a little bit better. And we can kind of get to know you guys off that. But uh, no, I guess I'll let you take it from there. But yeah, no, man, that's, that's insane. 20 episodes. Good for us. Let's keep rolling. Well, Like like you said, with the viewers getting to know us and we get to know them a bit, like we did the live stream. Was that this last week or was that two weeks ago? I don't even remember. Yeah. It might've been like two weeks ago now. Well, we did, we did a live stream on our Instagram for those who aren't following it's at showbound podcast, but we got a bunch of listeners just like coming in, interacting, asking questions. Like we we're on there for about an hour and it was a really fun time. So we're going to be doing more stuff like that, but you know, we're, we're looking to expand and that was a really fun one for us. I know we both enjoyed that. So that was cool. Um, anyway, cards, do you want to break the news on how your season went and, and what's going on with you now? Yeah, I guess I can. It's super unfortunate, man. Like, um, we were set up to come first and, you know, we kind of choked, like it happens in hockey. Um, there's a lot, a lot of things worse than losing a hockey game in life, but no, that definitely stung. We lost the kind of do or die game. Might've been a little bit team was a bit older, more experienced. I don't know a few factors, but unfortunately we lost. So our season over here is over. So, uh, myself, Murr and JT are, uh, kind of finding our way back to Canada now uh, through neg- hopefully get some negative COVID tests and uh, get back soon and serve our quarantine um, to hopefully get ready for the OHL. But no, it's going to be, it's going to be tough leaving, man. Created a lot of good friendships with like a lot of the boys and just became so close with them. Um, I know Yakin's watching and I'm going to miss him like crazy. And I got Wally laughing his ass off in the living room right now, watching some funny movies. So I'm going to miss those guys for sure. And uh, the rest of the team, no doubt, but uh, yeah, it'll be tough, but uh, super excited to get home and see my family, you know? Yeah. It's a long time away for you, man. And um, you, you know, you mentioned getting back for the OHL season. There's some rumors flying around and I think we, we have to talk about them. So, I mean, I can start from what I understand. It's looking really positive that there will be an OHL season you hear bubbles being thrown around stuff like that and um obviously exciting for you and kind of perfect timing with your season ending now but um that's that that's going to be great I mean there's literally everyone wants it so what, what are you thinking what kind of things have you heard yeah I know I've just been hearing the same things as you just um things are positive Lisa McLeod came out and said there's a good possibility things are going to get rolling and she believes they will so I back that totally. I just want to make sure it's it's safe for everybody to go out and play. But at the same time, I feel like the OHL has to kind of take the risk of going and heading and doing it. You're never going to know if you don't do it. So 
I think we'll hear something soon, hopefully within the next week or so and, uh, and get the ball rolling on a season. But uh, yeah, I'm super excited. Glad I took the opportunity to come over here. If you had told me three months ago that I would have came over to Sweden and played two and a half months and uh, put up some good numbers, met some good friends and made some great memories while still not missing out on any hockey in Ontario, I would have oh, yeah. shook your hand and taken that deal any day. So I'm super happy that kind of happened for me and the other guys, but uh, no, super excited to get, uh, get things rolling and hopefully the OHL, like we said, is going to start here soon. Yeah. And I'll just say it. So you don't have to say it, but um, you led, you ended up leading the team in scoring despite even not playing every game, you know, people had a head start on you, but uh, so Cardi lit it up right. You first on the team. Is that right? I was, I led the, like the league, our little, our, our division. Um, Unreal. I did. I did. Well, it was, it was fun. Um, I got to give a lot of credit to my, my teammates and especially Murr. I played with Murr pretty much every game and, and Yake, and I know he's listening now. So shout out to my, my lionies for sure, for getting me a lot of those points. No, it's unreal. I'm, I'm super proud. That's awesome. And and yeah, just one more thing about the OHL, kind of like you said, with the rumors, for, for people like me and other people who kind of look look deeper into things, you see on Twitter, like Peterborough just re-signed their coach. You know, uh, the, the Barry Colts, uh, it's on the website now. Marty Williamson, you know, my buddy, um, he's now listed as the general manager. So when you see teams kind of making changes and stuff, you got to think that they probably are hearing a little something about the season. So so I'm a guy who kind of reads into that stuff. So I, I think it's looking good when you start seeing teams do, do moves like that. Um, Anyway, we got a big episode. We got Ryan McLeod. We just got off the interview with him. He's an Edmonton Oilers prospect. He's now playing for Bakersfield in the AHL and former Mississauga Steelhead and teammate of Cardsy in Saginaw. And a funny one. This guy's got stories for days. And unfortunately, I know we couldn't share a lot of them, right, Cards? I mean, yeah, like we could have gone on for days and days. Me and Cloud, are, it, was, it was a re- weird kind of concept, like how, how close we became and like, you don't see it often between fourth year guys going pro the next year and Schmelt who's who's up and, and down, up and down in and out of the lineup, who knows where he is, but uh, no, just kind of being around those guys. Like I contribute a lot of my like success to that. Like just watching those guys every day kind of and hanging around them just kind of grew habits to me. And, uh, but yeah, no, about the funny stories and stuff. Yeah. We could have let him fly all day long. I mean, we only had a certain amount of time and, he had a game tonight, but uh, we'll definitely have him on later later on in the year, and we'll we'll catch up on some more stories for sure. Yeah, it was it was fun chatting with him and getting to know him, and um, we can send that over in a bit. But I do want to say uh, we we are giving away an Axel watch. I said last week to enter, and I got the winner now. The winner of this week's Axel watch is Wilson Scott, and congrats, Wilson. Axel's going to be getting in touch with you with the email you signed up on the website with. And uh, stay tuned next week, listeners, because we're going to be doing another giveaway. So something to look forward to. And and yeah, one more before we send it to Ryan McLeod. We got a little message from Manscaped. And COVID spring break is right around the corner. And you know what that means. Spring break in your pants. Manscaped is here to ensure that the party in your pants never stops. Even Veronica Corningstone wouldn't say no to this pants party. For everyone preparing for a pants party this spring break, I have an exclusive 20% off discount. Use code SHOWBOUND at manscaped.com. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the Essential Lawnmower 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. This is the best trimmer on the market for those of you in need of a chest or ball shave. 
Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin-safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. You can also adjust the settings to get the length you like, and you can stay on top of it with almost no effort at all. Don't ruin any vibes this spring break or upcoming summer with some peaking pubes coming out of your swimsuit. Be sure to use their Crop Cleanser Body Wash to keep your hair and skin feeling healthy and fresh. Inside the perfect package, you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer because we know how painful chafing can be when you're wearing your bathing suit all day. You'll also find the Crop Reviver Ball Toner, a spray-on testy toner that's designed to give your boys a little slice of heaven. For a limited time, subscribers get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped Boxers. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SHOWBOUND at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Once again, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code SHOWBOUND at manscaped.com. Say aloha to your new beautiful balls with Manscaped. Butchered a little bit, but hey, I'm going to edit the stuff that I screwed up and make it good so the listeners don't even know that I screwed it up. No, yeah. For those listening right now, it's going to sound absolutely perfect, but it did take a few times actually you kept going through them so I, I give you credit for that so you did that well um i guess i'll let you send it over because i'm welcoming clouder into the interview yeah i mean i just want to say before we do send it that i actually love the manscape stuff i use it every day that they send us it's it's sick so definitely a big manscape fan I, they've, they've turned me into one so i recommend everyone use that showbound promo code get yourself a discount and treat yourself you got to treat the body right you know so, yeah, I know. And I, I'm excited. That's one of the things that I'm looking forward to getting home to see my family and definitely see my new products that are waiting for me. Even if the cologne's half gone or empty, we'll figure it out, but uh, definitely going to get the nose trimmer going. Oh yeah. Definitely going to fire that up. But yeah, I mean, now uh, we'll send it over to Ryan McLeod. All right. Welcome to the pod clouder. Happy to have you on. What's going on, brother? How much you? How much? Just hanging in there. So uh, just going to catch up kind of have a relaxed episode. We should have some funny stories here throughout and, uh, and then we'll get you through as fast as we can and get you to your game day routine. But, uh, just want to check in. How's the season going so far? You started in Switzerland. Now you're in the A. So kind of just give us like a, a little brief recap. We'll get into it a bit more later, but yeah. Yeah. It was a weird start. Obviously with like COVID everything, we, uh, our team or Edmonton sent a bunch of us over to, to Europe and I was in Switzerland. It was a pretty uh, sick league actually. There's a lot of fun. I was in a great city. Um, then we came over here to, to the AHL, and uh, our team started off 0-5, and now we're on an eight-game heater, so it's, uh, it's going well. So you're on a heater, and, like, you had a slow start. I Actually, I was I was talking to the boys here, and I was like, like, Clowder struggling a bit. And then as soon as I said that, bro, you went, like, 4-2-2-1-4. This guy's on an absolute heater, like, hottest player in the AHL right now. Just recently got a chicklets bump. Now he's getting his showbound bump, so... Just after this, <laughs> he's got he's got no jibs in, and they're just smiling away. So they had to post him, but uh, no, yeah. For those of you who don't know, Clowder is probably the best teeth in the uh, in all of hockey. But uh, yeah, no, I'll let Rask take her back to minor hockey. Yeah. Well, actually, um, I just I want to get into one Europe question, and then like I said, we'll we'll touch on it a little bit later. But how do you find moving to Switzerland? Like, how was the adjustment and the lifestyle over there? I was, I don't know, it was kind of weird. I mean. It was nice. It was in a great city, and uh, like my team had a bunch of, like uh, like English pe- like speaking people, so that was nice. Um, I mean, just the lifestyle of there's a lot different, and like uh, being from like like Mississauga or whatever. Like we were like looking at the COVID cases there, and it was like we get like a thousand like in like Canada or, or like in Ontario like per day for like however it was, and then 
it was like 4,000 cases like a day, like 9,000. I was like, this is like pretty crazy. Like no one's wearing masks or anything. So I was like, this is kind of a little bit out of hand, but I mean, it was nice to be kind of more in a, in a normal life. Uh, and the hockey was great. So actually a lot of fun going over there. Interesting. Yeah. No, it's weird how, how different it is with, with COVID and all that in each country. But yeah, like Cardsy said, we'll bring it back to minor hockey and we'll kind of work, we'll work our way back to where you are now. But um, you, you grew up in a hockey family and, you got to see some success of your older brothers. Um, I got to play against Mike actually growing up too. So he was always nasty every season. But were were you always as dominant kind of growing up as you were in your minor midget season? Like I know Mike was dominant every year. Were you like that too? Or did you kind of come into it a little later? Uh, like I would say like when I was like really young, I was like pretty, pretty solid. And then uh, I was kind of like brutes for a bit actually until like, you know, like, like Pee Wee I'd say. And then, <laughs> kind of started turning around again and uh got back on track and then you know obviously uh had a pretty good minor midget year and uh was drafted pretty high so you know came, came together pretty well yeah so obviously with the high draft um you know shows you know you're a, a top player but at what point did you realize like you are a, a good enough player to maybe make the nhl and you can make a career out of hockey how how old were you when that thought started to come in your mind i mean yeah something like two older brothers it was obviously nice i mean mikey was a big uh, influence on like going to the OHL and all that stuff. So I think yeah, kind of in my minor midget year, you know, seeing him like go through his like first years and all that stuff, you can kind of get the feel that, you know, maybe you can make some of this. And uh, I think you just kind of start dialing a bit more when you, uh, you know, have that mindset that you could uh, you know, make a career and stuff. So, um, you know, it was nice having him to kind of guide me through all that. And it's been, uh, it's been good so far. You might've played with my buddy. Did you play with Tyler Rolo when you were in Oakville there? um i think i played i i played like a game like i hold up for a game and i think he was there i actually golfed with him this summer though okay i was gonna say i feel like you two would get along really well from what i understand like are you guys yeah my oldest brother uh played with him for a bit so okay. he's a he's an unreal guy he's so funny yeah no he's yeah. the funniest guy he's funny anyway, yeah. yeah interesting okay, yeah I, I guess i'll take her into the ohl draft and this guy just went rock star mode and just absolutely declined the flint firebirds of the third overall pick so he, gets, he gets taken he gets taken third overall and goes no like i'm not going um i only want to play with my brother but no like what what was that um that whole kind of thing like and what happened and then obviously going to mississauga for you like just how did everything shake down uh yeah i mean going to like my draft i guess like you don't really have any idea like where you're gonna go or like what's gonna happen um it's actually really funny um so like, uh, the last game of the year, Mississauga was playing, like, Peterborough. This is, like, in the OHL or whatever. And, and Mississauga was currently sitting, like, second last place in the OHL. So, they were picked second in the draft. And then uh, they're playing Peterborough – or, no, they're playing uh, yeah, Peterborough or whatever. It doesn't really matter the team. But the the team um, – the team, like, above them was, like, one point out of them. And, like, so, like, I was – like, we were, like, just, like, thinking, like, Mississauga was going to lose because, like, they, you know, they were pretty brutal that year. Like, odds are they weren't going to win that game. And – uh, my brother goes out, scores two goals, wins the game. So they move up to fourth in the draft and then end up going third. So I would have been going like second to Mississauga, like, like normally, but then it kind of messed it up for us. So, <laughs> so your brother sewered you and then it's his uh, fault. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, big time. But yeah, going like to Flynn stuff, I mean, they knew I wasn't going to like go there and all that stuff. Uh, I think the parents want to draft me for, you know, get the draft picks or whatever, but we ended up getting, you know, me and Tippy on, uh, on Messi. So it worked out pretty well for us. Yeah, yeah, greasy draft by Missy, honestly. <laughs> uh, it's it's interesting, that whole thing. Because, I mean, me, who just, like, follows it along, I obviously didn't know you or anything, but I, I hear all or you see it on Twitter or whatever, like, Ryan McLeod won't report to Flint, blah, blah, blah. It's so, like, 
you kind of get this uh i don't know how to say this nicely but like i i'm i'm sitting here as like a regular person thinking like wow this guy's kind of a dick you know like did did you get get that at all on you like did you feel that from people yeah i mean uh yeah i think everyone's like kind of like oh like you hear like the guys in the room like saying all oh, those guys like don't report just want to go to london and all like that stuff like it's usually with london that like, guys just kind of like hold out so you kind of get like those uh those comments but i mean i kind of like tell them the story and they they understand it's like my brother was there and and I think it was just a better situation for me and all that stuff. And I, they knew I wasn't going to report. So they kind of took a chance. And you know, I guess it worked out well for both teams. Yeah. Really, and man. At, at that point, just for the listeners <laughs> to kind of get an understanding too, not only was your brother on Mississauga, but that was kind of when Flint was sort of in shambles, like at the beginning when, you know, there's there's no water, like the management was really going through issues. Like it was a tougher time on Flint now. Like Flint's really turned it around and, and become a pretty legitimate organization, like good organization. So Anyway, with that being said, um, actually, wait one sec. I'm just gonna pop in. Actually, I got a funny thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up later when we start talking about SAG. But it's just like another dagger that Clouder kind of just put in Flint. But we'll talk about it later. Okay, this guy's a Flint killer, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, no, I mean we'll we'll get into that. But in your first year in the OHL, like obviously a big adjustment period. Um, you know, you get to play with your brother, some other good players, and how was the adjustment period for you? Um. I don't, I don't have your points written down, but I think it wasn't like a dominant rookie season, but obviously yeah, any 16 no. year old to, to be able to play is, is an honor. Yeah. I mean, uh, coming into the league, we had, like we had like a pretty decent team. I think we had a lot of older guys on our team and um, you know, me and, I mean, it was kind of the same thing for like me and uh, like Owen. Tepper. Like we didn't play much at all. Like we were on, like the fourth line, but like maybe like five minutes a night, like Sunday was obviously at morning stuff, but like we didn't really play much. Uh, and yeah, it was like tough kind of coming in, like not getting much minutes, kind of just trying to fit, find like your game and stuff. So my first year was obviously a little rough, uh, but you know, it's a learning experience and uh, you know, it, was a, it was obviously a fun year with all the guys. So, you know, it was good. Yeah, I got another one. It just kind of came to me, but <laughs> Miss Saga, um, I don't know. I, I don't want to keep being rude to people and stuff, but like not, not one of the best <laughs> fan bases in the league. Um like do you do you guys notice that when you're playing in the building and there's like a thousand maybe less than two thousand people oh, like man. what it's, like, it's dressed like a seat night every night yeah, yeah. Every night. like how is that for uh, you yeah it's 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 pretty brutal i mean the only people in the, in the crowd are you know parents and stuff like that my parents sit in the same spot so it's it's pretty easy to pick them out of the crowd because there's no one else around them um but yeah it's it's not great i mean I don't know. I think it's just close to Toronto. It's in a, it's in a tough spot. Like the rink, there's nothing really around it. Um, but when we, uh, in my third year or second year, we went like pretty deep in the playoffs, went to the finals and uh, the crowd just got bumping pretty good. And uh, you know, the pond was getting, uh, it was getting good there. So it gets, it's uh when, it, when they pack it, it's a, uh, it's a really nice rink actually. Yeah. Were you, were you living at home with your parents or did you bill it? Yeah, we were at home. Me and my bro, it was uh, quite the ride. Okay. Hey, that's, that's pretty nice. Um, some yeah. people don't prefer it, but it's not bad, especially if you're living close. So that's pretty cool. Get the home cooked meals still, but, uh, cars, I guess I'll throw it over to you. We can talk about that playoff run. Like, like you said. Yeah. Like second year, you kind of found your stride a bit more, I think 42 points that year. And then, yeah, just went on a huge playoff run. So what was kind of like the difference that season and like yourself, like you played a lot better. And then like, what was it like going on a deep playoff run like that at a like younger age? Yeah, I mean, uh, it was good. I think uh, in the playoffs, I started playing with my brother and the guy named Spencer Watson. He was like an unbelievable OHL player. Yeah, or, yeah OHL player. So um, our line was just clicking. And I think I ended up with like 20 points in 20 games in that playoffs. And 
I guess the second guy's like, I don't know, it's pretty good, but um, it, we had a good run. We went to the finals and, uh, you know, lost like that stacked Erie team. So um, it was a lot of fun. You know, we had a great group and you know, everyone's kind of clicking and just got along really well. And, you know, even though we lost, kind of, we like swept uh, Pierre in like the conference finals and that kind of felt like we, uh, <laughs> like, we kind of knew we weren't going to beat Erie. So we kind of like, celebrated like we won that series like we won a lot <laughs> that's so funny i i remember actually i just want to jump in like first of all i was i was at every game in that uh championship series because my buddy was on erie so i was like traveling like trying to see it was sick so i actually got to see you and that team a lot and your team was sick but i remember um the twitter videos or whatever when you guys won the conference and you guys were skating around with the trophy like it was the actual like that was it like, i feel like you guys even as a fan you knew like this is it this is the win for you guys so it's pretty funny. Is there any uh any memories from maybe that that uh conference championship celebration? Oh, I, um, I, we had a couple of fun nights after we won. Uh, I think we actually might have put some damage on that trophy, and the next year when the guys picked it up, it wasn't hanging on too well. So <laughs> I think uh, yeah, we might be the ones to blame for that. But that's unreal. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a great run. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. Um, well, another one. Sorry to keep jumping in cards, but there yeah, it's kind of coming to me. Live it up. Live it up. Yeah, so like, and we don't need to get into details about this, but most OHL teams are in like a a town where you can kind of the older guys will go to the bars or something on an off night where there's nothing. But in Mississauga, like you're you're you have to go like downtown Toronto or something if you want to go somewhere. What's what's that situation like? If you want to touch on it and don't obviously throw anyone under the bus here. <laughs> um, yeah, we had a great group of like older guys like every year kind of on the team, so um you know they kind of like showed us the ropes really well on on that kind of stuff so we had a we actually i don't know if you guys like know like mississauga that well but there's like an area called like poor credit there's like a good like little strip of bars so like we play like sundays at two and then like we we could like go out there because it's like you need to be 19 so like only like, kind of like the older guys could go out but yeah um yeah like we would we'd go out there and then like on the odd uh say we'd have like a sun like a sunday off we can like head down to toronto for like a a little uh little night there um we also had like great billet too let us have like a, a lot of house parties too so i mean that's like more fun for like the younger guys too because like all come out for that and, um yeah i mean the houses that people lived at in poor credit were like insane they're like five million dollar houses and like just beautiful so surprised they let us all of us you know go in there and enjoy ourselves but it was good. <laughs> drink a couple of waters some gatorades <laughs> yeah, <every> time. exactly <laughs> Um, I want to move it on to your third year, your draft year. And that's when you kind of started to really come into your own 70 points and 68 games and um, heading into your draft year. Did you do anything different that off season to, to prepare yourself or really differentiate yourself? Uh, I mean, I try and like work up pretty hard every season and stuff like that. No, I think just kind of you dial it a bit more, kind of understand like what you're playing for that year. And you, you know, have a little bit more to work for. Um, but I think kind of just the same habits in the summer. I think just, you kind of, you don't like really want to like, but it's kind of like a, be like a contract year, and then until you just like you know have a little bit more to work for kind of those years, right? Like that's what people say, but yeah, um, yeah, we had a good team and uh, had good line mates that year, so it uh, just worked out really well. And how how was that mental grind? Like you you talk about you have something to play for that year, you know, when you're maybe going in slumps and stuff, it hits you harder than it normally would. Are you are you going through the ups and downs hard that season? Like how did you find it? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think our team had gone like a nine game losing streak that year too. So. I mean, that was pretty tough. I mean, I, obviously, my brother there, we kind of, like, talked me through it because, you know, we've been through it. So, um, like, that was nice. to made a couple of drafted guys. So, I mean, it was nice having them. But, you know, it, it definitely hits tough when, you know, you're you're struggling and uh, 
you know, it's a big year for you. So it's, it, it, it hurts, but you got to get over it and try and you know, do your best. Yeah. And then I guess we'll just take it into the show draft from there. So you went 40th overall to the Oilers. Um, pretty nasty. And then, uh, so what was the draft like for you? Like, wait, was it Vancouver? Dallas. I think. Oh, we were in uh, Dallas. Uh, so hot there. Oh my God. Oh yeah. You were, you were what were you? 2000 draft. Yeah. 2000 draft. So yeah. Dallas. Yeah. 2018. Yeah. It was a uh, good, I mean, I, yeah. a bunch of my buddies came out and stuff and my brothers were all there. So yeah, we had a good time celebrating. Actually we had a camp like the day after I drafted. So I yeah, couldn't really do too much, but, uh, yeah, we had a good night uh you know, around the pool and stuff and it was, uh, it was a lot of fun did did you talk to them a lot before like i never even asked you this uh, honestly i'll like obviously i thought i had a brutal interview with them at the combine like, i thought they like hated me and all that stuff and i was like shocked <laughs> they like picked me but i mean it was really nice to go in there because like evan bouchard was the first round pick and obviously know him pretty well from like growing up so uh, it was nice to go into camp with him and and kind of you know go into the same experience like you know being able to have someone that i could like kind of talk to also well, what made you think it went horrible? Like, how, what what went down in that interview? Oh, just like I don't know, like just like they, I don't, I don't know if it was like that for everyone, but they were just kind of like dry, like just like not really like going into like my answers and all that stuff. So I just was like, ah, oh, like maybe this isn't the one. Like I wouldn't say it was brutal, just like didn't really get a good vibe, and then I ended up they they liked it, I guess. <laughs> do you think that's ever like a they're just trying to test you, or do you think they're actually just the way it is? Yeah, I'm not gonna like mention any teams, but a bunch of us have had like pretty uh pretty tough interviews with the same team. Uh, and like this like couple guys like our team were drafted like uh in like closer years. They uh they've also had a couple of teams that are just like really tough on everyone. So I think definitely some teams probably just trying to do it to see how you react and stuff. And yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You got any questions that stick out to you or anything that was really like what the hell's going on? I can't remember. Like I don't know. Some of them are just like super weird. I'm like uh, like they like ask you like questions like you don't even know how to answer it. You're like I don't know what the right answer is here either. So yeah, um, interesting. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, that's fascinating. So what about um the actual like moment you were drafted? How did that like that moment go for you? And were you expecting it at that point? Or were, were you even disappointed to not go first round? I mean, yeah, obviously, like you, you like think you have like a chance. Like it's obviously like a lot. You know, it's cooler to go up on stage and all that stuff. But um. You know, and just get getting your name like called on so it's it's so nice. Uh yeah, it's a dream come true, like everyone says. Uh kind of just like blackout and I didn't really know what to do. Like I like stood up like just like my famine and like I was like, now what? And, like the person that like, comes and like tells you like you like walk down to the table and like meet everyone, get your jersey and stuff. So it's a really cool moment. Uh yeah, I had my friends in the stands too, so and they were all screaming for me the whole time. So that was uh that was really special. Heading into that next season, your fourth year in the OHL um you get traded from mississauga to saginaw and i think you expected the trade to go down right yeah um yeah yeah so how how was how was the transition like you kind of knew you were going to be on the move but how's the transition going to an american team like how did how did uh, the whole adjustment and lifestyle change go oh it's so funny because like i like kind of like said no to like flint who's like pretty close teams like saginaw and and stuff and then you know going to sag i was like god everyone's gonna think i'm an idiot and like just be like you wouldn't go to flint but you go to sag like whatever just like because like the two american teams like group beside each other um but you know it was a pretty smooth transition um yeah it was a lot of fun i mean like that, that rink there is so nice now i feel like a lot of people kind of used to like look at sag as like kind of like a not a place they want to play but and like i even thought that before i got traded and like as soon as i like went there they had like a great coach and, and a great facility and great guys so you know, it was a lot of fun. I think we had a great, you know, great year, great time. So it was a, it was a good time. Um, what was before I sent it to cards for some SAG stuff? What was your first impression of Cardsy when you met him? Um, 
Were, were you up right away, cars when I was there? I think I came up in like a week later or something. I was just chilling in the OJ for a bit and then joined the boys. <laughs> just shredding the OJ up. Uh, yeah. I probably thought he was uh, just a beauty or something. You know, I just wanted to get, get to know him. <laughs> probably just some <laughs> schmelt who's coming up for a couple of days. He didn't even look at him. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, when, when I honestly, when Clowder got traded and tipped, like back to back days, I was like, oh my God, like I'm never, never getting a game in this year. Like I'm done. And then sure enough, like I started getting games when they were there. And I was like, at first, I was like kind of scared. I was like, should I get up there and like talk to the boys? And then I'm like, nah, like they're just like average pigeons. Like I can, I can chime in with them and stuff. So then we kind of became boys and we actually like, we, we had some good stories. I mean, like some, uh, a lot of fun. I mean, Clowder would just drive me around everywhere in his truck and uh, we'd just be up to some nonsense and say, you know, pretty much. Day. But, uh, so I was going to, I was going to bring up when he kind of just put a dagger in Flint again. So, for the listeners, the, um, Saginaw has a big rivalry with Flint, obviously. And uh, we have a trophy called the I-75 Divide Cup. And um, it was sitting in the room one day. We had already won it that year. And it's sitting in the locker room um, in the lounge. And Clowder looks at it. He's looking around. He's like, boys, like, I think it'd be a sick idea if we all signed the trophy. So Clowder <laughs> picks it up, puts his signature on the trophy and permanent marker, and then starts <laughs> passing it around the room. And everyone's signature is now on this trophy. So if, if you ever win the I-75 Divide Cup, uh, definitely go look for our names on there. But uh, no, man, like I, I could honestly go on for days about this. Um, I got another good one that I definitely wanted to mention. And so this one actually, it was pretty crazy, right? So I don't even know how it shook down. There was me and Clowder were driving. I think we were going to golf one day and uh, it was like, I don't even know what we were doing. Like a bunch of the boys were there. It was a day off during the middle of a big playoff run. And uh, I think somebody, somebody said they, they had a cat or something. So we went over, we grabbed the cat and <laughs> me and Clowder pranked the whole team and told them that we, we got a cat and, and we were going to billet the cat and it was going to be like the team mascots. We were going to take it into the rink and stuff. So I got this hilarious photo of Clowder. It's like with a baby cat and we'll, we'll put it on the, in this clip, but uh, no, it's just Clowder smiling away with this cat that we, that we adopted for about probably 45 minutes before we took her back to the owner. There's a gone show, man. Everyone on the team like legit bought it that we bought a cat, man. And it was, it was so funny because Clowder had like, his billets had like 30 animals too. And this was, it was like your first time away from home. It was like a little bit probably of an eye opener for you. eh? Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was fun. I mean, the the billets are great. Um, you know, they're really inclusive and stuff, but yeah, the cat thing was, was hilarious. I mean, like I didn't even know what we were going to do. I think the most awkward part was trying to bring it back and we were like, Hey, like we don't like want this anymore. Like, sorry. And then the people are like so like awkward about it. And I'm pretty sure Cards did a bring back and like ran away out there. So <laughs> like we don't know what to do with it. But yeah, was, that was an hilarious moment. It was uh yeah, I think me and Cards uh it's kind of like weird for like I guess like an older guy to be friends with like the you know team Shmi. So um yeah, I don't know. He was just uh just a glue guy, I guess, in the room. So I had to be friends with him. Yeah, and I got I dude, I took some heat from Lazy Boy too for hanging out with like cause I, I lived with Cost and then I was always hanging out with Clowder and stuff. And you remember it, the not a beauty speech. And if, <laughs> if Laz is listening to this, um, so one time I was just I guess I was just goofing around or something and I was sitting at the back of the bus for whatever reason or something. I get called up to the front and he sits me down, he's like, 
guards, you're not a beauty. Stop hanging out with the older guys. You're not a beauty. Sit back down at the front of the bus and face the front of the bus. And I'm like, come on, come on. We're just having some fun. But no, man, like I legit took some heat for that. It was hilarious. I can, I can yeah. see that. Okay. Cloudy, let me ask you a serious question and you have to answer this seriously. Did yeah. Cardi overstep as a rookie? Like, was this guy just way out of line? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, maybe a bit. I think some guys probably, I don't know. I mean, I loved it. I, I think I like when the young guys kind of give it to the older guys. I think it's a little bit funny. Like, just kind of like that beef between the young and old guys. But uh, no, I think the, t- the game's kind of like change or like, you know, everyone's kind of like friends now and there's not like the actual like rookies or anything anymore. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of nice having like cards come up, bring some, you know, youth into the room and uh, just kind of be like a little, little immature guy to kind of like lighten it up. So, I mean, I'm pretty immature too, so it's kind of nice to have him to like throw stuff back and forth. I mean, stuff. So yeah, it was good. It was no, I agree. Cardi's the man for sure. I love cards for that. Yeah. But I, I also heard in his OJ time, even as a as a 16 year old in the OJ, that this guy was just way out of line. And with those, guys. I was worse. I was worse in the OJ. I was worse in the OJ. I kind of like. I hope so. I, I'm sitting. <laughs> I'm sitting around with like. 10th we had tippy at the time 10th overall pick like cloud or early second round we had bodes in there like i'm not i'm not getting outrageous like come on i know i'd get put in my place real quick but uh, i'd watch who i chirped but i definitely throw out the odd dagger too but that's it that's enough about my tomfoolery as a 16 year yeah okay I, I also i want to know clouder um because we had ivan prosatov on earlier um way back but what are your thoughts on this guy he's absolutely insane yeah i'd say yeah pretty much insane i mean he was so good for us in that playoff run too but yeah his uh he's a little bit uh i don't even know he's a goalie so i'll just say that yeah no he but, takes uh, goalie not... to another level though man I, we all know crazy goalies <laughs> like even just having like a 30 40 minute chat with him on the interview man i was like this guy is completely nuts i don't know yeah he's a, he's a great guy i mean he means well has the clip ever been posted of him uh yelling and Card, do you know that clip I'm talking about when, when he got kicked out of that game? He was like screaming in the camera. Are they, yeah, are bro, you guys on there yet? We weren't we, allowed to post it, he said, <laughs> but yeah, I have it on my phone. <laughs> I got Come it. On. Yeah. Because I remember, Clouder, you guys were like, you were playing. That was the night you got the OT winner, right? So, so, yeah. so a lot of people say like Clouder has the biggest goal in spirit history, but like the listeners know I do. But anyway, like he scored that goal night. Was that? Come on, Sarnia first round, first goal of the playoffs for the boys. Get the boys smart. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that story. Oh, yeah. But, um, no, but yeah, no, Clouder definitely biggest goal in spirit history. Sick goals, 4-3 in overtime, I think, against Guelph at home, maybe game two. But yeah, this is the game Ivan got suspended, started losing it. But yeah, no, like we had the video ready for like the clip. We were like, KTSN's posting like this guy's an animal. And then sure enough, like, he's like, no, you can't post that. I'm a different guy now. <laughs> Does he still the tattoo or did he get rid of it? The Ivan technical? No, he got rid of it. He, he took or, it off. What's, what was it? Ta- was it Prosvitov or technical? It said Ivan Prosvitov technical. So he, he got oh. rid of it. The boys were carving him too much. Oh, sick tattoo. I thought. Uh, that guy is something else we could probably go on all day about, but I want to, I want to move on and let's get into your AHL, your pro career. Um, uh, so, I mean, after that playoff run, even before you even get your first season and you get a couple games in with Bakersfield and get a, get a sniff, like how was that first experience in, in the AHL? Oh, it was great. Um, I mean, obviously we lost like the series, but it was a lot of fun, like going up and kind of meeting the guys. I kind of, like, I feel like you know, that's like a huge thing for guys, you know, junior, you get to like go in like the American hockey league for playoffs and, 
and just kind of meet the guys for next year. I think it kind of like sets the tone for like, like it just makes it easier to come into like camp next year. And like you kind of know the younger guys and you know, like the vets, like when you get sent down and stuff. So, um, yeah, it was great. I mean, the hockey was, was a lot of fun and, um, yeah, it was a really good time. So yeah. how did that, uh, like how'd your first full year go for you? And, you know, you, you actually, that was, uh, last, last season, not this one. Um, like how did that go for you? How'd you find it? And, and just the speed of the game, was that like a big thing? Everyone seems to say that. Yeah. I mean, it's a tough league. Uh, you know, it's really physical. It's really fast. Uh, it's a lot different than junior. I think it's kind of more like structured and, you know, it's, uh, like junior can kind of like get away with like not being like, like really that into the game sometimes, but like in the American hockey league, it's kind of gonna be like pretty dialed in and, and like, I don't know, like I didn't really play like too much last year. Like my coach was like pretty strict. That makes he like wanted me to you know, kind of grow my game and like get my junior habits out of the way. So like if I was kind of, you know, being soft or whatever, he, you know, would, would take my minutes away. But, um, yeah, it was a good year, and uh, I think it really set this like the the table for you know this year and, and going forward. Yeah, and um, how what's like uh one of the bigger things you have to change other than like maybe being hard in the corners and stuff? But what about like the defensive side of the game? Is that something they have you working on? Yeah, I think uh, yeah, obviously like they're, they're talking about like, me, like moving up and all that stuff. Like you got like Connor McDavid and you know, Leo Dreisaitl, so you don't really need, like you know big scorers on that team. They you kind of want more of like a two way guy, so. I think that's kind of like what I've been trying to work on this year being like, you know, good offensively and defensively. So, and hopefully I can you know, keep growing that. Imagine like just, that's a sick team to have. And I, I, I mean, I knew obviously you drafted Edmonton, but I didn't really process it. Like you can play and play with those guys. It's just gotta be crazy. And I'm sure you've met him by now, obviously. Right. Yeah, of course. Oh. Uh, you know, we see, like, we, uh, like even like this year, like during camp, like you do like the, we, we were there a couple of days earlier and we were like doing like, like five on five. It's like, games or whatever and like these guys are so good it's not even funny like there's so much better than like the rest of the group it's it's insane i'll give i'll give clouder the benefit of the doubt too though man like he his defense is pretty legit like this is probably one of the better like he's a 200 foot player he's always swinging low below puck so we'll give him that like you right what kind of like you yeah, I taught you the ways of <laughs> You are cards. You you always were like since you came to Barry I noticed um you were solid in the D zone man well, well, I wasn't in SAG the year before. I went, <laughs> when I got called up, bro, I went legit. My first eight games, I was like dash 12 in eight games. I'm yeah. like, oh, welcome yeah. to the league cards. But I no, I figured it yeah. out a little bit. But Thank I, God. Guess, I guess we'll move on to this season. Like we mentioned it earlier, you started in Switzerland. I, get, I know we talked about a lot different playing over there. So you're back in Bakersfield now. And, uh, you're over a point per game now, as we just talked about, you're on an absolute heater and uh, yeah. hopefully, it keeps, hopefully it keeps going tonight, but just like, how is the slow start and then just kind of getting hot? Like, how has this year been? Yeah, we started off like 0 and 5, like just like thought like nothing was going to happen. And then uh, we actually had a couple of injuries and like some of our top guys and we we're like, damn, like, is this going to be like a, like a rough kind of start? But we were playing well. We just couldn't like really get bounces, but um, you know, we have been on like an eight game win streak and our lines been like doing really well. Um, I think we're all like, I mean, like my other linemates are like one, two in the league in scoring. So it's kind of nice playing with like guys who are really like creating points and stuff. So um, it's been a lot of fun and, you know, we've been putting up some big numbers and, uh, you know, it's fun when you're clicking. So it's been fun hockey this year. Yeah. And a uh, lot of familiar faces, I imagine, for you in the AHL this year, right? With like basically a ton of OHL guys getting up there. Um, is it is it yeah, cool kind of uh, just seeing, seeing all these guys in warm-ups and stuff? Yeah, it's weird. Like, I guess – 
because like we don't really like like the junior guys like who would usually be back in like the OHL right now can come up and play. So it'll be like random games, opening like random teams, and uh, also like, see like a guy playing. I'm like, oh my god, like I know like you're like here and all that stuff. Like just like, like what are you like, doing here? Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's just like the young guys. I'm like, oh, I didn't even know you could like play in this league right now and all that stuff. But it's uh, it's cool having them here. I mean, it's obviously you know, nice, you know, having some OHL love in in the league, and uh, it's been good. Yeah, so, so it's uh, you know, the league's obviously younger this year, but uh, you know, it's a lot more skill. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's it been like with COVID? Like, what are the restrictions? Like, are you guys pretty like confined to your house and just the rink? Yeah, they, I mean, it's kind of more like the like the state laws here or whatever. So. Um, we get touched like three times a week. We have to like wear a mask everywhere. We can still like go actually in, in California. We can like go and like eat and like in patios and stuff, which is nice. But uh, we like try and kind of limit like our interactions with people, kind of just uh, yeah, rinking back or like rink to like a, I guess yeah, to grab food and back home. So it's kind of kind of boring, but uh, at least we're playing. Yeah, and for those who didn't know, Bakersfield, yeah, is in California. And if you're not a YouTube listener, Clouder has a nice glow going right now from his beautiful tan. So you'd be able to tell if you're on YouTube listening. So d- drop a thumbs up for that tan. Um, I guess we'll send it over to fan questions or ask. Yeah, we'll fire. We'll get the fan questions going. So um, the first one, kind of a staple now because everyone seems to ask this, but what stick do you use and what specs? I stick. Uh, I use a Trigger 5. Um 90 flux and it's like a straight curve i use now it's like the pm9 like the stamco's retail are you a big backhand guy oh yeah and i i spray paint the bottom way too it's so swaggy and you're still can- candy caning yeah no no candy cane anymore no no that was your no. staple that was like your trademark thing you had the candy cane and the friggin' dusty white spray paint that's all chopped up half of it's black half of it's white it looked good for warm-ups it did look good for warm-ups though all that matters that was actually <laughs> one of the fan questions i'll get to it. it was why did you start spray painting your blade just for the looks no yeah i think i mean i don't know i've like kind of always been like weird with like my curve like i always like think it looks looks like weird like when i'm looking down at it with like black so i just like i used to use like that uh like the ccm like rocket balls and like the first like cc like the the white one the red and white like ccm stick that came oh, up the, like, RBZ. Like the first one yeah the rbz yeah and uh, I actually love those ones. I like love like the white on white, and then like they switched, and I started like spray paint, and then just kind of kind of stuck with me. So I don't really know. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was the first thing you bought when you signed your ELC with Edmonton? First thing I bought. First major uh, purchase. Major purchase. Yeah. Um. Your fake Louis shoes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Are you are you good with your like are you saving your money or did you did you go a little crazy and start spending like little things? Um, yeah, I'm pretty good with it. I mean, obviously, I I was I, I would treat myself over here and there, but uh, yeah. I think I'm pretty pretty solid with it. I have to take cards out every once in a while, so yeah. And uh, Clouder Clouder treated me, but I actually remember the day he like got word he was signing because it was like the worst day of my life. So we lost in the playoffs and we had a team party or whatever, and then they were like, "Okay, exit interviews the next day at 10 a.m." And obviously Clowder's one of the older guys on the team. So he gets right in there and right out. I'm like the youngest guy on the team. And they're like, K cards, like you're going last year, kid. So I'm, I'm the last guy for the exit interviews and I'm just sitting there all day, man. And uh, so Clowder leaves his exit interview. So like I, we say goodbye, whatever, like we'll, we'll keep in touch. And then like 
legit three minutes later, this guy comes running in. Like we just lost and like everyone's upset and everything. This guy comes running in with a smile on his face. He's like, he's like, he's like looking around. I'm like, why is he so fired up? I'm like, Claudio, what's going on? He's like, well, um, it's payday. Like I'm, I'm signing my ELC. So it was, a, it, was a, it was a good day, but he was fired up. I remember that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I, I was just kind of more fired up. I got to like the biggest role and play in the playoffs and you keep playing hockey that year, which was a good part. But yeah, yeah. it was, uh, it was nice. The reason I ask is our partners at Gavin Hockey Wealth Specialists believe that your goals matter. After hundreds of early morning practices and countless hours on the ice or in the gym, you've truly earned your success and you deserve to enjoy it. For over 20 years, the team at Gavin has assisted professional hockey players with setting goals, and more importantly, providing them with a game plan to achieve them. Whether it's a house, a car, a cottage, or even supporting your family, it is all within reach when you partner with a pro. Check them out at gavingroup.ca. Yeah, maybe... Uh, you should check out Gavin Group, and then you'll be sitting with 500 mansions and estates when you retire from pro hockey. You'll be you'll be all set up. But I um, work with them, yeah, actually. Oh, there we go. Perfect. <laughs> what? Are you for real? Yeah, I swear. That's actually good stuff. That's a good one. Tell them to get this on the IG. Start pumping it out. That, that's actually that's absurd. But. We've had a couple yeah, but- a couple of their clients. I don't think I'm allowed to say names and stuff because it's like financial privacy or whatever, but. We've had yeah. a few of them of them on already, but yeah, definitely recommend Gavin for the listeners at least who are going to be playing in the NHL soon. Um, yeah, they did a really good job. They're, um, they're fun yeah. to work with. They're great. Okay, yeah. yeah. Move on with some more fan questions. But what kinds of things have you learned from your older brothers? We kind of touched on what you learned from from Mike growing up with the OHL route, but I know your brother Matt's like college route. Anything, uh, even and both of them, like any anything stick out that you've learned growing up from those guys? Um. I mean, I don't know. It's like nothing I really put my finger on. They just kind of like, like, I went to like high school with both of them and they kind of just like showed me the ropes like through there. And, um, you know, they both have like been like really good to me like throughout like my you know, career and like kind of just growing up, we've been, you know, gotten a lot closer with like friends and stuff. So, um, I don't know. I mean, they, they taught me a ton, but just kind of like now, like we're like really good friends. It's like really nice to have them like around, like helping me out. And, you know, it's, uh, it's obviously really nice growing up with brothers. So I'm really grateful for them. How was your, high school experience when you're in the OHL I hear you're quite the academic <laughs> yeah uh, actually my mom worked at the high school with us like she was like a teacher there so uh she uh she helped us out a lot um yeah <laughs> it was good put it that. <laughs> it was good. okay yeah. um I got worst OHL arena to play in you got like a road rink you hate maybe or something I don't know it's a weird question but anything come to mind uh, you two cards you can hop in Worst OHL rink is probably Sods or Peterborough. Yeah, Cards? I would say I don't like Flint, man. I yeah, uh, I can say I... Flint too, but I don't like to throw another dagger at him. <laughs> yeah, we've given Flint enough here. Come on, <laughs> another dagger yeah. towards Flint. Yeah, Flint or um, I don't really Owen Sounds. Like I don't know. I actually play well there, so never mind. Not Owen Sound, but yeah, let's yeah Flint. This is my final answer. Okay. <laughs> Um, we got so Clotter, what what jersey number are you now? Uh, 29 now. Okay, so new Willie Nylander. The question yeah. is, how do you pick your jersey number? But I know your nine is your number, right? Yeah, nine's my would be my go to number. Yeah, so how, how, what made you pick nine? Uh, I think just I don't even know really. Uh, when I was in like minor hockey, I was nine. My brother was ninety nine, like in like ten bits or whatever. <laughs> he would be ninety nine. <laughs> I don't even know, yeah. But uh, I don't even know. I think just 
thought it looked cool when I was growing up. And then you kind of just like, once you get stuck with a number, you're kind of just like, Oh, like that's like, yeah. you know, you just like kind of get stuck with it. So, um, but yeah, I think, uh, I mean, it's retired in Edmonton and, uh, a guy on our team here has it. So I think I will probably won't be wearing that for a while. Yeah. Well, yeah. nine, such a skill guy number. Like you just Thank see you. nine. I don't know, but 29, obviously. Yeah. Like, uh, card said easy, bro. I hope you go on you there, <laughs> but yeah, Nylander 29, like, you know, got some skill guys there, but, um, yeah, Leon wears it too. So in Edmonton, so oh, yeah. I won't be wearing that up there. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was just going to give him that number too. So just like wear whatever I can. Yeah. You're just yeah. taking a number. Um, exactly. I was told to ask about watching a star is born in theaters. I told you to ask that. J- Jacob Ingham said that. <laughs> oh, he's bawling his eyes out in there. <laughs> like, we, yeah, we were watching the movie. We actually, so we, we uh, like we go to the mall every like Tuesday. It's like whatever that cheap movie night, and um, then we get like, go to a movie, and we're gonna go see like a, some movie, and then everyone kind of like started like bailing because like the movie was like sold out. So like we were just, like, oh, like what's this movie? Like a Star Is Born. I was like Bradley Cooper and like Lady Gaga. It must be like, like decent, right? Like went into the theater, like we were watching, then uh, you know, it's just like this. This the soundtrack is insanely good, like whatever, just like fired up. And then, um, when uh, Jackson Maine, you know, kills himself or whatever, Iggy just starts waterworks in the theater. I was like pretty sad too, but he was like balling, and I was like, dude, can you bring it back here a bit? Like, just like so sad. And then, uh, yeah, movie was over, and I think he was like heartbroken for the next like couple of weeks about it. So. <laughs> that's yeah that's that's what happened unreal that's that's hilarious yeah. cards you got anything before we kind of wrap it up no i mean i think we could go on for days and days uh just kind of talking about whatever i mean a lot of funny stuff but uh no we'll wrap it at that clouder's got a game day today but uh just before we end everything here i know uh our presenting sponsors axel watches are going to be sending you a nice watch um I know me and Rask are always rack, uh, rocking our looking yeah, sick. So some, so some sharp, sharp watches. Clouder would be looking good going into the arena thanks to Axel watches. So everybody get out and uh, definitely use our code and go buy some of those. But uh, no, other than that, I actually one more quick thing for you here, Clouder. What's what's the score and how many pitters tonight? <laughs> Let's hear uh, it. Oh God, score will be. Uh... Let's go five two condors. Okay, I'll be lucky to get one tonight. So. Okay, I, I'm saying one and two for Clouder. He's gonna stay hot. I know he's being a little bit humble right now, but uh, no, just want to say thanks for coming on. It's good catching up with you, and uh, best luck tonight. Cheers, so, thanks. All right, I want to thank Ryan McLeod for that one. It was a good interview and, and fun to get to know him. And cards always good for you to catch up with old teammates, right? Yeah, I know. Super cool to talk to him. I hadn't probably Facetimed him. In- quite a while now so nice to catch up see what he's doing and yeah he's always a character to talk to just the way he's always grinning just cracks me up all the time but yeah no good guy and uh, a good interview for sure yeah so we got just a couple things to say before we send it to the bachelor segment and wrap it up but some sad news that we have to address uh and you know i think everyone's heard by now but russian hockey player i i'm probably gonna butcher the name and i apologize but timur fizutinov just 19 years old dies after being hit in the head by a puck in a game and um obviously just the whole hockey world is feeling that one because that's something that can happen to anybody man like in any game practice whatever it might be so that's just horrible news prayers going out to him and his family anything you want to say about it cards yeah just my condolences to uh anyway everyone involved and just 
the hockey community is just such a, such a strong place. And just I think everyone's kind of rallying around him and, uh, but yeah, no, just such a fluke play and, uh, could happen to anyone, but, uh, it's very unfortunate that it happened and yeah, there's not much more to say. Yeah. We don't need to dwell on it. We got a couple more things to talk about. I know you want to talk about a little college basketball before the bachelor here. Yeah, man, I'm super pumped. Um, I'm a huge college basketball fan. I follow it even when it's not March Madness and whatnot. So my number, my team's Kansas. So they're a three seed this year. So I'm cheering for them to win. But uh, in my bracket, I chose Gonzaga to win. Um, I know you said you haven't made your bracket, but uh, maybe next week we'll get a, we'll get a live March Madness update as it starts this Friday. So uh, we'll find out who you took as your winner in the bracket next week, I guess. And yeah, you know what, that might be able to replace our bachelor segment, at least until the, the next season starts. So that'll get us going for a, f- uh, a week or two or three or whatever. So we'll be, yeah, that'll, uh, that'll get us through for sure. And then we got the masters coming up too, man. It's, and then NHL playoffs, we got like a lot of good high end sports to watch on TV. So I'm not complaining too much about my 14 day quarantine with all this to watch. Yeah. You'll, you'll be sad. And, um, yeah, so I mean, we'll get into the bachelor segment before we wrap up here. Cardi didn't watch it yet. This guy is just ridiculous. Two weeks in a row of slacking on the bachelor. So the For fans, like, I've been, I've been so busy, and we like, we like pirate stream it. I don't even know how we stream it. JT's soaking so many viruses on his laptop to watch this, and it wasn't on earlier this afternoon. Then I had to go take a COVID test. So I've been in a whirlwind. Um, so I'm gonna let Rask do it. Uh, I'm gonna stay here though. Um, I'll ruin the surprise for myself and just, just torture myself a little bit because that's what I deserve, I guess. Yeah. For not watching and just not putting the effort in. So let's, let's hear, let's hear it. It's, Rask. It's I, know I watched in. a little bit. Actually, I watched, I watched the start, um, okay. but then we had to hop in, hop on with Clowder, but I'll give my take on the, on the start. I thought, um, the two, the meetings with the mom and the brother both went pretty well. No. Like yep, seemed did. like a good setup, and then and then I'll let you spoil the rest for me. Like all I could say was just look good, and could have been anyone's ball game, and I'll, I'll let you ruin it here. All right, so Rachel ends up winning. Boom! Um, I called it for like four weeks. You five, did. You did. Five, six weeks, maybe. Now Michelle has a pretty tough, tough kind of breakup there. She's pouring her heart out. You know how it is, and everything's going great at that point, like you saw. And Matt just kind of says, "You know what?" Like. I just don't think this is enough. Like, I don't think it's going to be there. So tough one. She's out. Uh, then he's like really upset about it. Ends up canceling the date with Rachel the next day. So she thinks that she's going to get sent home or whatever, when he calls to propose, but then he also realizes he can't propose. He, after even though saying he was the whole, he was ready the whole season decides not to talks about it with Chris and just says like, I, I'm not ready for a proposal here, but you know, I want, I want to pursue this relationship with you type of thing. So they, they end up, leaving the show together as a couple, but not engaged, which is great. Good for them. Unfortunately, now um, I watched the, the after the final Rose show where they, they broke it all down. But so they're broken up now. Uh, we don't need to get into it too much, but as many people know, there's some allegations and photos that have surfaced of Rachel and doing racially insensitive things or parties or taking photos and doing stuff like that. So that was enough to kind of split up the relationship they there's they're on good terms they spoke together on the show after the after show or whatever and um but you know matt just said she has things to work on on her own and and stuff like that and uh no more chris harrison who's kind of been uh in the fallout of all this stuff so they announced that 
Tasha and Caitlin Bristow will be the new Chris Harrison's for the next two bachelorette seasons that are going to be running simultaneously. And they announced the two new bachelorettes, which are um, Katie. Remember Katie, the weird girl with uh, she made the entrance with the, I, I don't, I can't yeah, say I her. remember her. her and Michelle is going to be the other bachelorette. So the one who just lost. In the yeah. Final. Surprising twist. So there's going to be two bachelorettes, two seasons and no Chris Harrison. And, you know, at least we got some, some stuff to look forward to. I don't know, man. Um, Dude, to be honest with you, this kind of, this season kind of ruined it for me. Like <laughs> I honestly might not even watch, like I might just have to gas it and we might have to figure out a new segment to do because <laughs> I've just, I, I couldn't even bear to watch this season. And uh, we'll have to see about next season. I don't know. We'll give her a shot, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, no, I'm sticking with it for the, for the fans who love to hear it, but I'll, I'll be watching, but I do agree this season and the the last bachelorette season weren't weren't really it but no. um i guess with that being said i mean that's over a really messy situation by the way for people who are actually like followers of the franchise itself there's there's a lot of like things being thrown around about about how they conduct themselves away from the show and stuff like it's it's actually insane right now but we i don't even know enough to like get into that so i'm sorry for yeah. anyone who no. knows more than me but i mean we can just about wrap it up there I'll uh, I'll be making my March Madness picks for for next episode. Maybe needing some of your some of your advice and opinions cards. But yeah, um, you wanna you wanna take it away for the ending here? Yeah, no, just super excited. Gonna be back in Canada hopefully for uh, for our next episode next week, and uh, we're gonna get our Axel photo shoot going on soon too, which uh, which the fans can go check out our Instagrams and probably uh, the Showbound Instagram in the near future to go see some good looking men wearing some good looking watches. So, oh, yeah. I mean, definitely go use our code. It's showbound 15, right? No, the code now is AX underscore showbound for 15. Okay. AX underscore showbound. Everyone go hit that code. No. Yeah. Just appreciate the support and uh, we'll catch you next week. Nice and short and sweet this week.